Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Compulsory Podcast. This is a sort of a special edition here. There's actually a video version of this podcast that accompanies it. You don't have to go see the video. Everything is covered in the audio version. But we are going to be talking about differences between Xcode 10.3 and Xcode 11.3, you know, for the perspective of those that are moving from one to the other. So you may benefit from watching the video. I'll include a link in the show notes, and I will also include it in the post for this episode on compileswift.com. So please feel free to watch either one. Uh, Like I say, you may benefit from watching the video, but everything that I talk about will make just as much sense in the audio version. So this episode came about because my team and I finally decided for our production projects to move from Xcode 10 to Xcode 11. And part of the reason for that was because we wanted to start working on supporting iOS 13. Well, along the way, we, we hit some snags, some rather unexpected snags, and they caused us some problems that we had to work around and caused us a few little issues that caused a lot more trouble than you would think. So I thought to myself, we'll go ahead and share some of the things that I discovered in some tips here. So, you know, with that, let's go ahead and get started. So the first tip is the code signing. In Xcode 10, you know, you would normally expect to click on your project and then you would click on your targets and you would find the signing right there on the general tab where you choose your provisioning profile, your team, you know, deployment targets and all that kind of thing. Well, in Xcode 11, it's not there. If you go and click on your project and then choose a target, you're going to notice that it's missing, okay? Each of the sections goes straight from, instead of going identity signing and deployment info, it now goes identity and deployment info. However, if you look at the row above, which is sort of the the invisible tabs, you'll see in Xcode 11, there is one called signing and capabilities. And if you click on there, you're going to get that signing portion of the screen that you're used to seeing those options on in Xcode 10. And same thing in there, you can put your team, your bundle identifier, check your provisioning profiles and signing certificates. So, you know, again, you just click on each of the targets and you go ahead and pick one. So that's where that exists. Just look for that signing and capabilities tab across the top there, that kind of invisible tab of menu that runs across the screen there. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is something related to source control. Now, of course, you know, Xcode has had support for Git for a little while now. If you have a, say, a storyboard open in Xcode, you know, what you can do is if you open up, you can go to the the tab in the inspector and, you know, look at the source control. And it used to show you branches, tags, and remotes. Well, one of the new ones in Xcode 11 is it will now show you stashed changes as well. So that's nice. You can just click on there, see what's in a stash, and work with it there. But they also took it one step further. And if you go back and you look at, say, a file, in Xcode 11, what you can do is there's an extra inspector now. So if you go in and you open up your inspector panel, you'll find there's a new tab that has the file history. It's actually called the History Inspector. And any file that you click on, you can see the the source control git history right there on the right-hand side. And you'll see the commit details, 
along with the sort of the first line of the commit note. Uh, you can click on each of the commits and it'll tell you, you know, some extra details. You can tell it to show you the commit. You can open it for a code review and you can also send, uh, click a link to open up and automatically create and send uh, or at least automatically open up for you to fill in an email to email the person that made the commit on that file if you have any questions or things like that. So it's nice. Personally, I still don't use source control in Xcode that much. I have a third-party client software that I prefer to use. So shout out to Tower App, which is git-tower.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, that's still my favorite app for source control. They do a phenomenal job, and you know I just find it so much easier to work with. Although the the source control in Xcode is getting better. So that's tip number two. Time for a break. Break time over. Tip number three is one that's not going to be immediately obvious to you, but it's actually something that's going to catch you out once you start to try to do builds and distribute them in, you know, test flight or somewhere else. And what it is, is actually something that's not even directly in Xcode you'll need to go over to the Apple developer portal for. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up here. And it's just this. Right? If you go to the certificates, identifiers, and profiles, you may find that you're wondering, it's like, well, suddenly you can't, you know, build and run and sign your applications. And the reason being, I noticed, is right here. See how it generates this extra certificate for use in Xcode 11 or later. So if you're going to, you know, be doing this, you're going to have to go in here and probably go in and check you know, including the, these are the previous ones, but you're going to have this new one for Xcode 11 that you will have to go in and explicitly check this and save it to generate these new profiles and down those, download those in Xcode. That was one that it took a little while for me to find and was a bit of a pain because I couldn't figure out why I'd been able to sign these things all along and now I was getting invalid profiles. And I don't know the reason. Maybe there's a, a thing out there from Apple explaining it. But there is now specifically Xcode 11 and later this new one that gets generated that you're going to need to include. So, you know, definitely make sure you check that out. Look in the developer profiles and portals for that. So that's tip number three. Tip number four is for anyone that uses third-party libraries and frameworks. Now, in my application here, in fact, I would safely say probably all the applications that I've worked on, I use CocoaPods, so I have lots of pods and I do the pod install and I'm sure that's very familiar to many of you. Well in Xcode 11 now, you can actually go ahead and start using the Swift Package Manager, which is something that's existed before, but it's always been either from the command line um, or, or not a very integrated experience. But now with Xcode 11, it's right there in Xcode, so I would expect that this is probably going to get a push going forward. And if you're interested in using the Swift Package Manager, it's very straightforward. All you need to do is go up to File, and then you just go to Swift Packages, and you can just add a package dependency right there. And a drop-down is going to appear in Xcode 11. You select your project, you just hit Next, and from there it's going to give you a list of basically GitHub-based packages. Okay, so I've got a, a, a list that I, you know, follow on GitHub and those appear for me, but you can go ahead and start searching. So you might do something like, you know, Swift Lint or something like that. And from there, basically you can 
go ahead and search for a repository and then when you find the one you want you can just select it you go next and integrate it that way so it's nice that it's now built in to Xcode and it makes the management a lot easier as well so that's something that you may be interested in playing around with it is something that I'm going to take a look at over time I'm not necessarily going to move my projects over to using Swift Package Manager but it is certainly something that I you know clearly in the future is going to be a thing so I feel that it's important to sort of jump on the bandwagon and, and at least be familiar with it so that's tip number four time for a break break time over tip number five is one that has caused a lot of problems for my team and you know we we know how to deal with it now and work with it but it's a it's a real pain and it was a gotcha that we were not expecting but when we analyzed it after the problem and, and sat down and discussed it it was kind of obvious to us like that basically this was a thing that yeah could have got us right so you may you know obviously be aware at this point that iOS 13 has a dark mode and dark mode is supported in Xcode 11 well the funny gotcha is that if you obviously do builds for your application in iOS uh, sorry in Xcode 10 well Xcode 10 doesn't know about iOS 13 so there is no dark mode support so when you do builds you don't have to worry about dark mode and anything related to that and if you loaded up the application up onto a device with that supports dark mode it's just naturally going to work in in you know the normal quote unquote light mode for you under iOS 13 so it's not a problem the problem can becomes that if you then take that same code base and you build it in Xcode 11 you know which supports Swift 13 that the problem now becomes you're going to get this dark mode that comes along with it but of course you don't have any dark mode support so what happens well you know this is one you may definitely want to check out the video for because what we experienced was that when you have if you have controls where you have set your own you know the look of those controllers and color and everything else it's not a problem it's going to work in light mode just as you expect and if you switch the device to dark mode it's still going to show the light mode but the problem happens if you have something that doesn't have dark mode support that you've you've accounted for and i'm actually going to show this in the video in the video version now but i'll i'll describe it as it goes so let's take a text field for example okay and you know you've got no dark mode support in there um, that you've built in so you know you add go ahead you add the text field to the screen and you may put in you know some prompt text something like that um, you know and everything's fine everything looks great in in sort of you know this normal light mode right well I'm gonna gonna add some text just to show the problem so I'm just gonna text in here so now I've got this control that looks fantastic and, and perfectly normal in light mode but in Xcode 11, of course, you can actually go ahead and you can set the interface style to dark mode, or they call it dark style. Now, when I do that, the problem is that I've now, you know, the controls that I've overridden the look for, they're going to look like they should in light mode still. But the ones that I haven't done anything to, like this text field that I just added, it's going to show in dark mode. So you're going to have this weird problem where you're going to have controls that won't render properly and you may not even see the content for because 
you didn't put any overrides in there and you didn't support anything for dark mode. So what happens is dark mode comes along and says, okay, well then in that case, I'm going to help the app out and I'm going to show the default dark mode look for that component based on Swift 13. Well, ordinarily that would be fine, except my app doesn't support dark mode. So the problem I have is I've now got this one or more controls with this dark mode look and everything else is in light mode. And it's, you know, obviously looks very strange to the user. Doesn't look very nice from a design standpoint. But in Xcode 10, if I took that same code and rendered it, everything would be fine because it doesn't know what dark mode is. So, you know, it's going to look just normal again in light mode. So just watch out for that because you will have to provide, if you override some of the controls and not the others, you're going to get the default dark mode look and that could cause you problems. You may have text fields that to the user will appear completely empty because your text is in black, for example. Well, in dark mode, it's going to have a black background. So now you've got black text on black background and the user is going to think the app's not working properly. So that's just something to watch out for in dark mode. That's a gotcha that you're going to have to account for until you build in dark mode support. So that's tip number five. So I hope these tips have been helpful. You know, certainly they are uh, have been a learning experience for me and I'm sure for many others. And there may be some of you out there that have struggled with these and not known what's going on. So hopefully this video is going to help you. If the video and the podcast have been helpful to you, you know, please like and subscribe on the various platforms of choice that you're using and share them with other developers because, you know, that's part of the, being the wonderful Swift community is that we all share things with each other and it certainly helps me out you know to spread the word for compile swift if you find it helpful you can follow me on twitter and provide me feedback you can just at compile swift you can of course go to compileswift.com forward slash contact to contact me as well um, you know reviews and ratings in platforms uh, the podcast platform of your choice is always appreciated thank you for that along with all your feedback I, I always love getting the feedback from you all and i always take the time to reply because you you were so generous with your time to contact me in the first place if you have any questions or anything please reach out i would love to discuss them with you and with that i will catch you next time around take care